The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and always got co-hosting with me today, E. Glove. Eric Glove, you that Glove? Yeah, I'm here, James. How you doing today? Good. How you doing? You ready? I'm ready, baby. Well, let's just, let's first let's start with the weather. What we got in San Diego, California? Um, we're a little overcast, a little cloudy today. We're about 65, 66 today. Well, Glove, I got to get you upbeat today. Don't start your upbeat, but uh, this is going to be a different show today, and I, I hope you can go with me with this, but this is going to be a controversial show because there's three things I want to talk about. First, we'll start off with Geno Smith. Put him back, you know, for West Virginia and what's going on with that. We'll talk about Brittany Griner, comments that are made on that. And then in the second part of our show, you know, we're supposed to have Slater, uh, I'll call him former NBA player, but I want to talk about this Mike Rice guy. Is that all right, Glove? Sure. So what I mean controversial, we want to get this out today, Glove. This is, this is crazy in the world of sports. And I want to get, like I say, I always talk to you, but, I mean, let's get this out. It's, this is crazy how sports and people can get talked about. And I think me and you talked to me to bring you up or bring you down, but you know, let's go, Glove. Let's, well, first, I want to start out with um, Geno Smith, the quarterback from West Virginia. I don't understand, Glove, why every time if you say, you know, the black quarterbacks are coming out every, you know, year, they downgrade them and say, you know, this about him. Well, what was said? Well, he don't have work ethic. He's not a team player, and you know, he don't do this and that. This sports writer. Well, every time, like last year, was about um, RG3. Nothing was said about Andrew Luck, nothing negative. But, you know, the year before that, it was about, uh, I think, Vince Young. And, uh, why is that, Glove? Well, you know, some people are just used or some people can't handle the fact of, you know, just what the black quarterback brings to the table. You know, for the most part, they're not your normal conventional quarterback. You know, when you hear – People making the comparison of um, a black quarterback and a white quarterback, you know, if the black quarterback's always athletic, the white quarterback's smarter. You know, when you're talking about this kid from West Virginia, you know, they're saying he struggles in the offense, picking up the offense. You know, um, I guess when he was doing the classwork, he was having problems with getting the playbook down. You know, then they talked about his emotional, how, He's not a team player, as you said. You know, just the ups and downs that he goes through uh, from an emotional standpoint. So it's just here it is again, one of those situations where people just can't move forward and, and realize that, hey, there's, there's guys out there that doesn't look like 
the normal guys. There's different color people out there playing the same position, and everybody should have the free, you know, the chance to do it. You know, I want to get Glover opinion. You know, I want Glover, Glover opinion. You know, because we talking, you know, controversy today, but you know, it always seemed like you know these guys that come on. I mean, you, you say Vince Young, he scored a, a, a six on that. Um, what test do they have, Glover? I can't think of the name of it. Where they bring the quarterbacks in and add it. Like a, a IQ test, right? Uh, I can't, yeah, the name of the test right now, I, yeah, it's right. missing. Yeah, you know, well, he I, scored I can't a, remember as well. Right, he scored a six, and that's a low. Was all low. But he came out to be uh, rookie of the year his year, and you know, you know, why is it that you know every little thing that they they do is scrutinized, you know, and you can't just say, okay, the game of football is going to change, it's going to come back to you, and get the pocket quarterback as a. Tom Brady and a Peyton Manning that sits back. It's going to change sooner or later, you know, just like clothes, you know, faster clothes, you know, with the bell bottoms. And, you know, when you was at Miami, you used to wrap your uh, pants around your ankle, fold it up. You know what I'm talking about? The straight leg. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there on your glove. But yes, you, yes, you did. No, you're, you're, but I ain't trying to bust you off, but you know how you had the straight legs that you had, you know, but nowadays they call them skinny jeans. Like, what's that? You know, yeah, you're you're absolutely right for for uh, some of the stuff you're saying. But you know, you're right. See, you got to remember, some people just like I said again. You know, it's hard. It's hard for some people to you know make change or or look at change or accept change. Is really all I want to say. I mean, you have people out there that you know just don't believe. You know, for the longest, think about it. There's a lot of people that believe that the only position or the one position that they thought would never really change was quarterback. You know, think about it. When, when football years ago, when you looked at football, there were certain positions that white players played. And a lot of other positions that was left is what the black players played. I mean, think, for, for years, most of your black players were on defense as opposed to offense. You know, the offensive line pretty much was predominantly white. The center was white. You know what I'm saying? The quarterback was white. Then with the change of time, as as these black players became bigger and more athletic, on the front line on offense, you know, think about it when New England played the Giants in the Super Bowl that year, what, what the Giants' defense did to New England's offensive line. So at some point you have to, you know, come forward with change, and that's what happened. Well, I think my point, Glove, I'm not trying to make this like no black-white, but if you see the the change of the game, it's going to change, you know. I mean, I mean, when I was coming out, it was a, you had the little short receivers. You remember that? You had the um, Jackson, the three amigos for Denver. Remember with the short guys, the, the Art Monk, you know, and, you know, the short receivers. Then it changed to where you had the, they wanted the tall receivers, you know. It's going to change. You got the pocket quarterback. So you got the scrambler quarterback that when Randall Cunningham came out, it was a scrambler. Okay, we need a scrambler. Guys are gonna you know, then it came out to well go back to the pocket. You're not smart enough, you're getting hurt, you know. Now we're going back to going from the uh, Wildcat to the uh, what's this now they call it, the uh, read option glove? Yeah, you know what they call it? The pistol. The offense now that you see R G three and those guys when they they changed the name to it, which like you said, it's like um the wildcat, but now it's called the pistol 
because instead of it being a shotgun, they just, you know, put the quarterback a step or two up. But, but you're right. What you're saying is, and what you were talking about when you're talking about the quarterbacks and the evolution of the quarterback, I mean, I find it interesting and funny that they say pocket quarterbacks as opposed to mobile quarterbacks. But if you look at all your quarterbacks outside of a Tom Brady and Peyton Manning that won the Super Bowl that everybody loved, when Montana had to get up out of there, he got up out of there and ran. You know, Steve Young, when he had to get up out of there, he got up out of there and ran. Elway and Denver, when they needed something, he ran. So they say, oh, those the pocket guys, but when the time called for it or the situation arise, arose, excuse me, they ran up out of there. Now, when it came to a Brady or Peyton Manning who was less mobile, they didn't run. They were successful with winning one, but they didn't run. You know, Drew Brees a run. Aaron Rodgers a run, you know. So it's amazing how we, you know, just uh, categorize quarterbacks. But over a period of time, the quarterbacks that won Super Bowls were mobile quarterbacks. But they call them pocket because they're sad to say, and you don't like bringing up race, but I do because people are, you know, always want to shy away from it. But it's sad to say, you know, because they were white guys, they would never consider them scramblers. The only one that was considered a scrambler was Franz Hartington. But he never ran. I mean, he never won. A, he never won a big game. Well, let's 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 take it a little further, Glove. I, I need you to start talking. You know, I know you know you hold them back a little, but let's start talking. I mean, you look at like we go from Geno Smith. I'm not trying to jump, but you go to like I, I seen a thing the other day for a take Vince Young trying to get back in. You got, um, but you see, okay, what did he do? He was a um, rookie of the year. There, he went to four Pro Bowl. He got to with Jeff Fisher, but. If you see, like, these other teams, look at um, Indianapolis last year. They pick up a Kerry Collins. They've been out of the league for so many, you know what I'm saying? And um, the other teams that pick up all these, uh, uh, Carson Palmer and all these guys that, you know, ain't done it. But you got a venture on there that's been there. Why ain't they getting a chance? You see what I'm going with that, Glove? No, oh, you know, come on, man. I, I already know I already know where you're headed and what direction you're doing, and you're right. And, and, and you're right. You have a point. But what you have to look at is this right here. You know, look at look at who who makes the decisions for the team. Look at the owner. Look at the general manager. Look at the head coach. Sad to say, look at them as individuals. So who do you trust more? Who do you trust more? Okay. You trust, I, we, we have we have a kinship. We trust people that look like us. We would hope. Let me you cut know, you off because I I want to make this point. I want you to elaborate because you said that. Is it that these guys are being blackwalled? Like how they call it, Blackwall in the NFL, you know, like you know Vince Young or Jeff Fisher, um, Tio, you know, and um, Chad Johnson, and you got um, Plastico. Are these guys been Blackwall? Um, Glove. I mean, cause y'all, but you you hit a point. I think that's what you were saying. Is that what you're saying? No, well, to a certain degree. No, I mean, see, people people categorize it. People say you know blackballing and things like that. No, the sad part about it when you talk about blackball. Or you talk about being overlooked, you got to talk about black coaches, which is a whole other story. Because you can't tell me that these bums, they keep hiring in the NFL and keep getting jobs and keep losing, and a Mike Singletary and guys like that who only get one chance at a head coaching job, you know, and, and now they're back to position job. But you can, you can continue to recycle these bums as head coach and keep giving them jobs and keep, you know, 
not that you didn't put him in a good a good situation at the beginning, but you put him in a losing situation when you put him in a franchise and haven't won one in ten years or fifteen years. So that's a whole nother story where most of your black coaches are defensive coordinators. They weren't offensive coordinators. Who gets promoted first? Offensive coordinators. Defensive coordinators get promoted last. So think about it. All your black coaches were D coordinators, not O coordinators. So who's going to get promoted? Now, what you're talking about is with, with the quarterbacks and with players is T.O. had a long career. People don't realize T.O. and Chad Johnson had a long career, you know, and, and at some point people got tired of it. People got sick of it. You know, the sad part about it is the Titans, you know, gave Vince Young the team. It was his team to, to screw up. Guess what he did? He screwed it up. Yeah. He took advantage of it. I know, you know what he's saying, well. He, 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 he beat us, you know what I'm saying? The dude had to think about it. The dude had the team in his hand. Now, what, whatever the conflict was that Jeff Fisher wanted them or didn't want him, Jeff Fisher had to deal with him. You follow me? So what should you do as a player, given this opportunity, you take advantage of it. You get your playbook. You do everything to take to prove this man wrong. Or if he gets rid of you, somebody else to take you. You don't sit on the sideline and out. You don't act like a little chick. You know what I'm saying? You know I want to say another word, but I'm not. So you don't sit on the sideline and act like a, you know, a female dog and, 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 and whine and cry. You go out there and ball out. Vince Young didn't ball out. Your boy Jamarcus Russell, you know, big man. You know, he's coming out of LSU, you know, and, and the list goes on and on, which is sad. You know, he comes out before he's even out. He's in diamond bracelets and diamond chains and diamond watches. He ain't throwing one ball. But he he's a man of the town, you know, talking talking good game. Now when it's time for production, this big fat rascal can't even play. So with what you're saying, yeah, they are judged on the on another scale. But what you got to look at from a number standpoint, they've been given chances and they haven't performed or produced. So why am I going to invest all my money in somebody that's not producing? Well, black quarterback won the Super Bowl. Well. Well, and that's what this young said. The last one won it was Doug Williams, Tampa right. Bay, right? I mean, but you, you put a, if you put them on these teams, you know, that's 0 and 17. How you expect to win? I mean, the one that should have won, you know, San Francisco, um, Catherine, whatever his name is, um, he's a, he's the one that should have, you know, won. You know, that came the closest. But what other teams that they coming that they are getting on? You got uh, Cam Newton that was on a Carolina team that didn't really win that. I mean, Glove, you put me on four players, you know, like we had our NML team with you, gave us me. You know, I'm the main shooter. We ain't going to win nothing because I'm the man, right? Is, is that really what you want your audience and people to believe, that you was the man? You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't hit the shot at the, the basket with the – what's that place out in Arizona? If it was the Grand Canyon, you couldn't make it in there with a, with a rock in the Grand Canyon with those nose you can tell. Do you say that's another story? That's a whole, that's a whole different story. But no, but, but you're right. The, the sad part about it, and that's what I was trying to tell you earlier. The sad part about it is, as a as a black quarterback or as a black coach, you're being put in a bad situation, a negative situation. And is it done? Is it done for the sake of saying that we did it, or is it done because they're trying to win? Because think about most of your black quarterbacks go to bad situations. The teams haven't won in 20 or 30 years. 
And so as a franchise and as an owner, they don't do anything to better the situation. It's not like they're putting players. Think about it. Cam Newton's there, what, three years now, four years going on? What players yeah. have they brought in to better his situation? No. You know? Hello? That's not. You're right. Yeah. I mean, so so look at it from that standpoint. Then we talk about black quarterbacks over the period of time. I mean, the, the, sad to say, the ones that, that, that stick out was Randall Cunningham. You know what I'm saying? When he was in Minnesota. And, and he had Denny Green, and that's a whole other story. Um you had your boy in Philly that no one ever Donovan. talked about, Donovan McNabb. Right. Nobody never talked about Donovan. Donovan was a bad boy. But guess what? what? He, went, he went to the NFC Championship by himself. Then they finally got T.O. T.O. was hurt. He took him to the Super Bowl. They didn't win. But we don't talk about those NFC Championships and the Super Bowl appearance by Donovan. They never talk about Donovan as being a good quarterback. You know, we, we keep talking about them same bombs over and over and over again. Well, and, and if you look at what you keep saying at the NFC Champ, but they ain't winning the big games well either. You know, they're not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, you look at like you say, you look at Ben. Ben came in his first year, he won a Super Bowl. You got Flacco, won a Super Bowl. You got, you know, Tom Brady and Eli now won a Super Bowl. These guys are not winning Super Bowl gloves, and that's what they're saying. Can you see that point, though? But that's my point, what I was just saying to you. They're giving the opportunity. Is it because or because of? Now, I can can give you a chance to win. You know what I'm saying? I could put you there, but if I don't put no puzzle pieces around you, it does no good. Think about it. Who, Who are we talking about, Peyton? Peyton had the same team for how many years, and they would bring in a puzzle piece here and there. He won the Super Bowl. Haven't done nothing since then, but he's still one of the greatest. Drew Brees did well in San Diego. He went to New Orleans. They they brought in receivers and running backs and, and defensive players in New Orleans. He won a Super Bowl. Now he's considered up there in the top echelon of the team, you know, of, of the uh, quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers inherited the team, quote-unquote, because if you listen to Brett Favre, that team came from uh, him. So Aaron Rodgers inherited Brett Favre's team. Brett Favre didn't win. He won one. Missed a year or two. They should have won multiples. Aaron Rodgers won. Eli Manning, remember, he wasn't supposed to be that good, but he won two Super Bowls. So he hit, he hit a music license. You know, Ben, say it again. Ben Roethlisberger got a couple. Go ahead. If you hit a music, let me know. I mean, we got to go to break, Ralph. I didn't mean to cut you off. But but you are right though, love. All these guys in here. I mean, if you put me on a, a New England team with what they have, I go Super Bowl with that team. Look what you got on Mike Castle did. He took that team. You put him on a good team. And then when he get to Kansas City, he couldn't win. You know what I'm saying? So, well, this is what we're gonna do, love. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back from this break, we're gonna talk a little bit more about these quarterbacks that you know in the NFL and all this other stuff that's going on that they're getting. Negative feedback. So this is Jay Loving and Eric Glove. Glove overcast in Diego. Sunny. The sun's coming out, but it's still like 67, 68 degrees. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? 
tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstandtenfootball.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is... Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, loving that sports talk. Always co-host a glover a glove. Say it again. What is it out there, Diego? 67, man, 67, 68. No, that ain't that good, Glove. 67, come on now. You're right, you're right. This is more like Chicago weather. This ain't uh, this ain't Cali weather. This ain't spring break, baby. Right, it's Chicago it's, right it's, now. It's about 67 out here, so you're right. Thank you. You're right. Yeah. But, Glove, back to what we were saying, you know, we were talking about how, you know, different players get, you know. I just didn't like the comments that every year, when it's a great quarterback coming out of college that, you know, can go in a first round of draft, they, they put him down. And it seems like it always happens, you know. He's not a great passer or he's not a great reader or, but you never hear nothing about the, the, the guy that's coming out, um, Mike Barkley for USC. He had an arm surgery. Oh, he's back here. He's great. And, and, and you get tired of that, don't you, Glove? Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, we would hope at some point that it would change, that everything would change. And it seems, even though there's change, it's still that change, but, you know, it's not just, oh, he's this, it's always he's this, but, you know. And like I said, when I talk or when I say stuff, it's, I try to say it from a realistic standpoint because people are afraid, you know, to say the real. You know, are, are, there, are there good black quarterbacks out there? Of course there are. Are there good white quarterbacks? Of course there are. You know, but the, but the thing is, don't give me a chance just so you can say you gave me a chance so you can hold it over my head 
but you really don't want me to succeed while you're giving me that chance. It's like yeah, black coaches get they get they get jobs, but they get the they get the bad jobs, and then it's not like they open up the books to give them chance to go forward. You know, black quarterbacks yeah they get drafted and they go to teams, but they get handicapped in the playbook. I don't know if it's because they they can't learn as well or whatever the case may be, but the books just not opened all the way. The offense isn't opened up all the way. It's like they limit the offense. You know, sad to say, prime example, in San Francisco, Kaepernick's a heck of an athlete. He's a good quarterback. But it was limited in what he did, and it was evident in the Super Bowl and later and later in the game. How can you be that great of a team, and not to say anything negative about the Rams, but you can't beat a team like the Rams. You can beat other teams, but for some reason you, you can't beat the Rams. I cut you off on that one, though, because I think you put a bad team at Sam because I think – Alex Smith wasn't given the playbook that Catherine got. I think Catherine got an open a book than Alex Smith. Do you agree with that? No. No. Come no. on, Glove. Because look at how they were saying Alex Smith, he ain't this type of path to a runner. They didn't open up to Catherine, and Catherine did different plays than Alex did. Alex Smith had, what, five, six different coordinators? So how can he get comfortable in the situation when the situation is constantly changing. You follow me? Now, with Kaepernick, yeah, you're right. If, if they love you or if they like you, they're willing to do more because they see this is the wave of the future. Alex Smith was the guy they wanted. Alex Smith was like the white-black quarterback. He was, a, he, was, he was a white quarterback, but they treated him like he was a black quarterback. Do you agree with that? We got Pete. Paula from San Francisco. You that, Pete? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I, and I was telling Glover, I mean, you, you out there, you, you know, Glover, Glover don't understand. Like when I had a caller of mine last week, he said, you got to be a Chicago fan to know about the Bears. You got to be a 49 fan. I know you big time in your family. <laughs> Do you think, and I, I looked at it, I think Al Smith wasn't given the plays that Catherine was given. Do you agree with that? Well, I mean, he might not have been given the same plays because he didn't have the ability to actually – um, see those plays through, you know. I mean, Alex Smith, there were, like I said, there were times where guys would be wide open and his throw just couldn't get there. And I don't know what type of play that is, but even though you've had six or seven different coordinators as a quarterback, you have to be able to get the ball to an open player. You know, and, and maybe they did let, you know, Calvin give him different plays because he could hit the guys down the field. But Alex Smith had seven years to show us something. And he finally did, you know, in the final, uh, the previous year in the playoffs against the Saints. That's the best we saw of him. You know what, um, Glover, you there? Yes, I'm here. See, I, I want to change it up because I want, we got, we got a lot to talk about. We're good to have you on P, but I want to <laughs> talk about this before we get uh, ready Slater to play the NBA. We'll talk about that Mike Rice thing. But I want, I'm glad you're on P because I want to talk about this. And your glove, we talked about it. I want to talk about Brittany Griner from Baylor. Do you think okay. it was unfair in that game that she played? I mean, you got this young lady that, you know, beating everybody up. She's six, what is it, nine, ten, whatever she is. And, and a team, you know, when you go into, um, when you go to play a team, you know, you sit there, you practice, and you, you come out with your game plan, you know what you got to do to beat this player, you know. I mean, this team, you know, got to be physical where, do you think that she got unfair calls in that game? 
Oh, definitely. I, I wasn't actually – that was Easter Sunday. I wasn't actually watching the game. I saw the highlights that night on ESPN. And the refereeing – you know, I agree with the coach the way she went off after the game because they definitely weren't blowing the whistle for her. I mean, sometimes she was just straight getting hacked, you know, girls all over her, and there were no calls. Glover? Uh, you know what's sad to say? I didn't watch the game. But I heard about it, and, and everybody was making comments. Anyway, by the way, what's up, P? I went and seen your boy Stack. They retired his jersey in L.A., so I, I had to go represent for you. Good, it was a good time. You were Lakers there won. last night? Yeah, I went to the Lakers game last oh, night. Oh, man. Oh, my God. You know what? I even shed a tear for Shaq. I love seeing the highlights from his career. Shaq, yes. Shaq was my player. I love Shaq. Yes, yes. I, I, was, a, I was a diesel fan. I was a diesel fan. That was my dude right there. But so, but no, you it, did like it is sad. Paula, you went from the Heat to the Lakers, regular from Atlanta, right? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, hey, P's cool people, but boy, she showed to be jumping the fence too much. Anyway, I'm messing with you, P. But um, no, no, it is sad how how she how she's been treated the last few years as a player, and she is a dominant player. You know, she's a young and she's a young kid. Sad to say, young lady. And you know, from an emotional standpoint, the roller coaster ride's been been tough because she stayed around to win the big game, and they're just not giving her the opportunity to do it. So, you know, what, Glove and Paul, I gotta disagree only because I watched her play and I watched her last year and this year. She literally, I mean, look at the year Paula and Glove. Remember the year Paula when she beat the girl up, she hit her in the face. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That that Brittany is not. I mean, don't get me wrong, she's a great player. A great. But she's not like no average player. She's a aggressive player, you know. And and to play the game, yeah, glove. You know it. If somebody, you know, you told when when people playing, you got to be aggressive back, right, glove? Yes, you do. And, and she and she's aggressive, and they had to be aggressive back to keep her from scoring and keep her beat up. I mean, we'll get into that part a little bit later before you know about LeBron. Well, he was complaining about. But you be aggressive back, and then you ain't being, you know, like glove. You say no punk, right? You agree that? Yeah, you're right. No, I mean, I mean, see, here, here, going, and here's, here's with with P. It's like this: when Shaq was playing, they used to beat the dog IP out of Shaq. Yep. Uh huh. And never, and they would never call a foul. You know, oh, he's big, he could take it. But why does he have to take it? Because he's bigger. Same thing with her. You know, they let him beat her up, and then she hit one of them little girls, and it's like the world ended. Same thing with Shaq. He was found somebody who was like the world ended. But as they was beating Shaq up the whole time inside, you know, it was okay. And I think with Brittany, like from the highlights that I saw, Louisville definitely got into her head because she second half, even on her face, she just looked defeated. And and that it's me, it looked like she almost stopped trying because she was mad because she wasn't getting the calls and they were beating up on her. Well, as a player, she never gone to the WNBA like, you've got to pull that fight from somewhere. Right. You know, even though you see the the refs aren't giving you the calls, you know this. It's now the second half. Your team's losing. You're right there. You have to dig down deep and find some place to go to start still playing your game. And then she just looked defeated. I mean, she was putting up half shots, like wasn't really pulling through on her shots. She just they they got to her even in her head, even though Paula, physically they were beating up on her. Paul, I like just what you said because you did come to say she looked defeated and like she gave up. You're right. She was like, you know what, man, they ain't give you no, you get, but you got to get a fight. 
And that's what we're going to talk about a little later, what LeBron did with the Bulls game. You know, he felt like he was getting beat up, and look what he did. He threw a forearm to Kylo Boozer, right? Uh-huh. But you got to give sure a did. fight back. Go ahead, Paula. Well, yeah, I thought, well, yeah, the the Chicago game, <laughs> Bron got a technical on that one. I mean, he saw, he saw Boozer coming, and he put that arm up. You know, but you you got to try and fight back somehow, and Griner didn't. She didn't. She just let them, you know, just, just body her up, physically push her around, and she, it was just like she was like, I don't know what to do. Well, you're getting ready to go into, you know, you're probably going to be the number one pick, and, and you're sitting there, like, letting them just, like, manhandle you, and you don't do anything back, you know. So I agree that the, the, there were falls that were missed, but she didn't help the situation either by not, like, getting some fight back. You know what? Uh, I know you got something to say, Paula. That's the same thing I did when I played football. I try and get a defensive back hill. He try and get my head to throw me off my game, and that happens. And like you say, that will happen with her. And uh-huh. Paula, while we on the air, and Glover here, you go ahead and tell him you got to submit. He was right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell him. <laughs> the minute, oh my! Last week, the minute the, that clock expired, the first thing I thought about was this show from last week. <laughs> Like, you know, 
and they they go at him, and a lot of times he can still finish shots, even though guys are pulling on his arm, hitting him down. But that Chicago game, he just wasn't able to get some of those continuation, you know, continuation calls. And and, and you know that's gonna happen. And when you don't get that, you still do you complain after you lost. I mean, like Brittany Grant. It wasn't no problem when they lost the championship. If they would lost the regular game, it'd been okay. But it's a big thing when you lose. Not like, oh, I got beat up, and they, you know, you can beat up every game, and it happened. Look at the greatest player in the world, follow Michael Jordan. Am I right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> greatest player in the game, right? <laughs> well, dude, he laughing at you. He not saying nothing. <laughs> because Paula, we have this debate. Somehow, in every conversation, if you've ever noticed, Paula, James tried to throw some little something in about Michael Jordan or the Chicago Bulls. You haven't picked up on that yet, but but I I know where he's going with these conversations. But but here's the here's the funny thing. You're right. LeBron complained or he whined or called it a baby. But guess what? Jordan whined more than he did. Kobe whined. Everybody whined. You follow me? So yeah, but- you can't do one do it more than the other. You agree with that piece? Yeah, I mean, even the Spurs, like San Antonio, like I used to get tired of watching them because Tim Duncan, Tim Parker was like, any Tony Parker, any time a foul was called, they're just whining like, I didn't do this, you know, up in there. And it's like you can clearly see you just hacked that guy. So it's like, I mean, that's a lot of those NBA guys, they whine about that, like with the play calling. Well, I mean, look at the NBA now. I mean, Paul, well, be real. All is about continuation. You get a foul, you still do three steps and go to the basket. So the game had changed with fouls. I mean, they let stuff go, get away, you know, or somebody getting fouled. And the superstars get the calls all the time. LeBron just didn't get it in Chicago. Now everybody's saying, oh, wah, wah, wah. You know? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say any of it. I just said, it's amazing how this man can go to the, go to the hole. And all four guys collapse on him, or he's got his man in the corner on the wing, and there's no defensive three seconds calls. There's calls that aren't being made. Look, I can care less if they win or lose, if they break the streak. All I'm here is to argue with James Lovin that Michael Jordan and the Bulls aren't the greatest team. <laughs> uh, you, you disagree with that, Paul? What about Michael Jordan and the Bulls? Yeah. You know okay. Mike was the best. He, you know, for, okay, look, I'm, I'm only 41, so I can only go back to the players that I've seen in the last 40 years. So to me, since I've been around, he still reigns as the best. I mean, I know older people who are around, like uh, Wilt, Oscar Robinson, I mean, all these other names. I, Bill Russell, I wasn't really watching them, so I can't compare Jordan to them. But for me, in my, in my generation, I still think he's, he's been the top, the best player. Well, we got to take a break, Pete, and go out want y'all to hold on. We're waiting on Reds, but when we come back, we're going to talk about this Mike Wright for uh, the Rutgers. Unbelievable. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it. I, I didn't understand it until I seen him beat him, but no, you can't wait, Paul, until we come back. And uh, well, uh, Paul, what's the weather out there in uh, San Francisco? Oh, today we're probably around like 68, 69, sun shining. Well, that ain't now. We go with Chicago weather, 62. Well, we'll be right back, and um, this is James Lovin and P. P. Y'all, y'all tell Glove, was he right? He was right. 
<laughs> and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you looking for the ultimate trail to hike? Maybe you're looking to do the ultimate backpacking adventure. Whether you're a day hiker or an all-out backpacker, be sure to tune in to Backpacking America's Trails with host Rob Maureen. We'll explore some of the most fascinating places on Earth. In addition, we'll talk about backpacking gear, including reviews, safety tips, and more. Our experts will share recipes, destinations, and skills to make backpacking the most enjoyable experience for you. Listen every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jerry Flavio back loving that sports talk. And love you there, so I'm here, Jay. P, P, you ain't leave us, did you? No, P, you still here? P, I know y'all couldn't wait for this one, but uh, I held this one to the last. But I watched a video from um, Mike Rice, from the coach from um, Rutgers basketball, men's basketball team. That was the most horrible thing I've seen. And what made it so horrible to me was it happened in December, and they didn't make action till to right now. You know, I, I'm I'm just done with it. What do you guys think, Pete? Well, I mean, when I first saw it, my first initial response was, this man, I hope this man is fired. Like, I cannot believe the way he was, like, pushing on those guys, throwing the balls, the verbal stuff, and just being so, I mean, I haven't seen that since, like, Bobby Knight footage. I mean, Bobby Knight used to get away with that same sort of stuff. And it's kind of like school, just because your school's winning or whoever the coach has a name, like, they should not, 
be tolerating that just because of, you, you, you know, it's your basketball program. You don't want to let go of a coach. That was ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I'm surprised none of those boys, like, swung back at him. Before you say something, Glove, I think you made a comment when we was on break that what were they thinking? You know, is that was your kid or that was you? But I want you to elaborate on that, Glove. But what I wanted to say was, when you said it, Pete, as a program winner, they look over this. And that's how you said, Glove, with this Penn State thing. Go ahead, Glove. Well, no, no, no. No, you're, what, what, what he said was right. And, and my thing is this. You got to remember, because we, we play football and how the coaches used to talk down the kids or whatever or talk down to us because we were young men and how they held the scholarships over our head, thinking like that was the, the greatest thing in the world was to be on the scholarship, which don't get me wrong, it is. If you can get somebody to play for your sports, it is. But also, these are the guys that are shaping you in the young man. These are the guys that are showing you a direction, you know, of how you need to be in the future. So here it is. You have a guy that's treating you less than a dog, treating you like you're a slave, you know. So if if that's the case, you know, how how can you learn from this guy? What, you know, what will you learn from this guy? For me, it was it was it was bad. Where are these kids' parents at? You know, where's the where's the university? How come they're not behind these kids? You know, I have more to say, but I'll leave it at that. Even LeBron tweeted yesterday. I saw they flashed up on sports something about like he better be glad like my son, one of my sons or son wasn't playing for him because as a parent, you know, like you said, some of those boys are eighteen, nineteen, they're still young. I mean, as a parent, you would want to step in and, and defend your, your child when you see them being pushed around and hit like that. Well, let's, let's go take another step, P. And, uh, what if, like, you say, like, look at um, back in the day. Remember Free World jumped on his coach? Carlisa Moe, P.J. Carlisa Moe. Mm-hmm. Right, but, but look at these kids. I mean, if they would have jumped on him, the kid would have been wrong, right? None would have came out, you know, like Free World. He, Free World said, hey, he's talking to me less of a man. You know, and he choked the coach. And we looked at it like, oh, Freeway was wrong. We don't know what was that, that coach was telling him, you know, just like these coaches in college. These are kids. What was that kid lost? And we would have been looking at, man, that kid wrong. He jumped on the coach. Am I right? I mean, yeah, yeah you're right. I think that, uh, yeah, initially people probably would have pointed their finger at the kid first. Like, you know, he should be kicked out of school or whatever. But I think nowadays with technology and the way we're able to film cops, film coaches, film all the stuff gets out. I mean, once a video had come out, like yesterday, with the coach, the way he acted, I think people would have then jumped to the defense of the athlete when you saw, like, actually what had been going on. No, you're right. You're right. But, but again, it's, it's because so much is given to these coaches, like you guys started off by saying, because their programs are winning. So much mm-hmm. is given to these coaches, so much lead weight. So much leniency. It's like you can pretty much do what you want as a coach, just keep winning. To a certain degree, that's how the players are treated. Hey, you can do a, a lot of things outside of rape and mayhem as long as you're winning. So in saying that, it's sad that this guy is able to treat treat people like they said. When the when the uh, AD and people came into the gym, he was the best guy on his toes. Yes, sir. No, sir. But then once he once they left, you know. He was a totally he was a Jekyll and Hyde, you know. But until the players say something, you know, nothing's gonna change. It's like I can I can beat you, beat you, beat you, beat you, but then when people come around, 
I treat you like I love you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me, let, and I think you know. I think Penn State that situation probably actually helped this situation because, like you said, that happened in December, and before it had gotten out, the school was just trying to kind of keep it under the rug. Let's just suspend him for three games. But now, when that got leaked and the governor saw it, the state senator saw it, then they realized, like, uh oh, like everyone else has seen this. Like we have to do something more. So then they go fire him. See, I gotta say you're wrong, and glove. You know I'm right. If that situation helped, happened, and it helped that situation, tell me if I'm wrong, or right, glove. That something would have been done right there in December. Am I right, glove? When the video yeah, out, that's when and that athletic director should did something. That's what happened in Penn State. If if that would have happened, when that boy would have told him what was going on. Something should have been done right there, right, glove? Yep, you're right. You're right. You're right. There's no way. When in, and now in almost May, April, that now they want to do something, but it happened in December, Pete. There's no way. When that happened, the athletic director should say, hey, uh, we're going to put him on suspended leave right now until we get further things. Am I right, Glove? Pete, you ain't got to agree well, with me. What? Well, well, I don't even think once you once you see the magnitude or, you know, once you see what's going on, it ain't even as you suspend him when you get the video. But then you once you watch the video, he, he got to go. You know, it's not no, it's not that no, we're gonna keep you on. You, your job is done, man. You can't treat, you can't treat young men like that. And oh yeah, no, no, no. A- I'm not saying he shouldn't have been fired. I'm saying the school, like, once it got out viral yesterday and everybody got to see it, I'm just saying I think that made the school, like that athletic director, he knew at that point he was about to be in trouble. Like you now let this man, this happened back in December, and you only suspended him for three games. So no, I'm just saying, like, once it got out, the school knew they were going to be in trouble for that. Right, and I agree with you on that, but what I was saying, P, was in December, what happened with that Penn State, they let that go on. They should have took care of that in December, that athletic guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, definitely. Oh, no, I, I, you know what? It's, as hard as it is for me to agree, you're finally right for it, James. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You were right on that. <laughs> well, is that glove? No, I'm just saying. No, you're right. It's it's, it's December. This happened in December. We suspend them now. Here it is. We're talking about it. You know, end of March, beginning of April, when this should have been something that was talked about the first of the year. At the first of the year, because the, the AD seen it. He was there. He knew what was going on. So he took action. To, to do what he thought at the time was right, which wasn't right, but like you guys have said, you know, like you guys stated, now that it went viral and now that everybody else is saying, sad part about it is the AD need to get fired too. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he did a cover-up job. Well, let's look at let's go to this step, Paula and um, Glove. You know, you know it's like, Paula, you brought up Bobby Knight. They had a good coach they was winning. And that was done. Bobby was doing the same thing too, you know. Yeah. No, but winning programs, they let stuff get by because they win it. Uh, you guys agree? Well, yeah. I mean, but I, I mean, because yeah, back in the day, we could see, you know, Bobby Knight. We saw on TV what he was doing. I mean, everyone knew it. And I think back then, people, everyone was just being a little bit more tolerable. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think nowadays, after Penn State. I think schools realize you've got to, I mean, like, once it gets out and people, like I said, the governor, that tape, the governor saw it yesterday, the state senator chimed in, 
they realize now you can't just let this stuff go. Of course, they're going to try and hide it. But I'm saying, like, once it gets out, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Like, Bobby Knight, if he was operating right now, it it wouldn't be going on because people would be ready to sue him and and just get on him. Like, right today, I don't think Bobby Knight would be able to coach the way he did. Do you read that, Glow? No, I'm with you, but but you got you you're totally right, Paula. You're totally right. But you guys got to remember, back when Bobby Knight was doing what he did, we were just 30 years, 40 years removed from slavery. So the way the black athlete was looked at was different back then than mm-hmm. how they're looked at now. You know, so so him him doing what he did was justified in the minds of those retarded people in the South and and mm-hmm. the special need them special need people down that way. Because for some strange reason, some people still thought that that's the only way you can talk to those people. That's the only way you can deal with them people. You know, you can't you can't talk to them civilly, or you can't treat them like they're humans because they're not. Sad to say, nobody want to admit it, but I'll admit it. You know, mm-hmm. so back then he can get away with it because back then black athletes were just happy to be at Division One schools. They were just happy to get athletic scholarships. You know. Because of the time it was. Now it's a totally different. It's a totally different way of life. It's a totally different ball game. You know, you have you have different mindsets. You have different kids and stuff. And like you said, the internet. You know, you have social media where you mm-hmm. can't get away with putting your hands on somebody now. Well, mm-hmm. let me ask you this, Glove, because you said that you start off and you come in, Paula. So what you saying? Were these black athletes on that scooter getting roughed around? They just want to keep their scholarship. That's why they ain't speak out. Is that what you're saying, Glove? Well, well, look at look at most of your most of your most of your black players. Sad to say, back in the in the 70s, 80s, and and the 90s, and it's still true today. They came from the inner city. They came from one parent households for the most time. They came from the more people classify as the ghetto. So this was their way to better themselves. Now, if there's no male role model in the house, and and you're used to being a certain way, here it is, this knight in shining armor, sad to say because his last name is Knight, but anyway, this knight in shining armor comes and brings you out of this negative, what people think is a negative situation, to better you. How come, if he's trying to better me, why shouldn't he be able to talk to me and treat me a certain way? Because of where I came from, it wasn't that great. So here it is, I got to listen. I got to take what this man is doing if I want to get ahead. You agree that's why they didn't speak up, Paula? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, I do agree with that. I'm sure they're also, I mean, scared to. I mean, if you go, I mean, Bobby Knight, his name was so big. I mean, I wonder if one even did even go say something. It probably, you know, just like with Paterno, it probably it just, it just got overlooked. Like, oh, you know, you're, it's just you, you're exaggerating because of his name and what he was doing for that program. I'm sure they were scared too. You know, you have somebody holding over your scholarship over your head. You don't want to lose that. You know, you want to play. You know, most guys they want to go to the. They're playing college because they're thinking, hopefully, I can get to the NBA. So you're looking at Bobby Knight. You're at a school with a big name, a big coach. You don't want to walk away from that because you're thinking this might, you know, impact me being able to, you know, live my dream out or something. So they probably were scared to tell on him. Well, we only got a minute left, but we gotta have you on next week, P. Is that good? Okay. And then, That's Glove, I want you to take us out. If we went to Wyoming, Glove, you think we would have put up that with the coach doing that? Man, look, I had a coach named Dale White, and he got in my face one time. 
and and that was his last time. I tried to I tried to rip his finger off his hand, and that was <laughs> that was his one and only time, and he did it. And the next day, I went from playing defensive end to offense. So that'll let you know what happened. Pete, you you take us off, Pete. Thirty seconds. Tell Glove was he right or wrong last week, Miami? Okay, he he was right, but in defense of my team, I thought it would have been the Spurs game we would have lost. But hey, we came back without Braun and D Wade and beat the Spurs. But he was right on the Chicago game. This is Jay's loving. All I have to say to Pete is double. We'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 